0: Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
1: Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. Oh, and first pitch, rushing! Deep left field! This is way Welcome. Got a fantasy question? Email baseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Where fantasy becomes reality. Now here's Frank, Scott, and Chris.
0: Hour two of the podcast. We are in round 13, and we will catch people up. The end of round 12 was Clayton Kershaw, and the first pick of round 13 was Jorge Soler. Somebody, I, another one. I probably could have used. I know Scott could have used yep. as well. Yeah. Yep. yep, yep. i Now I'm counting, I'm,
2: I'm over relying on ADP here instead of just taking what I need, which is especially uh, especially bad approach this late. Mm, it's not it's not quite late in the draft. It's right like the midpoint of the draft, but you know, in the back half of the draft, that's uh, probably not the best way to approach things.
0: Cabrian Hayes goes with pick one forty six, and I need an outfielder. What kind of stats do I need? Uh, I've got some. I got a little speed. Probably could use a little bit more speed. Uh, batting average, kind of middling. Mm, could use a lot of everything. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with a player that I think provides a little of everything. Maybe not a lot of everything. And I will select Eddie Rosario. I believe this is well ahead of ADP, but I I do think that he is criminally undervalued right now because he has not signed with a team yet and I think wherever he winds up he's gonna hit 260 25 ish home runs six to eight steals something like that Uh, could be a DH in the National League I think that would suit Eddie Rosario quite well and yeah I I still like him quite a bit Uh, I know he got off to a real slow start last year he was hurt but obviously his time with the Braves was fantastic he looked really good in the postseason so I'm back in I am in on Eddie Rosario. Uh, All right. After he goes, Caber Ruiz, another catcher here. Off the board, Trent Grisham. He was uh, also atop the outfield rankings. I I did need a little bit of speed, but I don't know. I don't know what to make of Trent Grisham. I'm a little bit worried. So I'll let our buddy Brad Johnson wind up with him. And then Framber Valdez goes, uh, Scotty, you are on the clock. Are you looking at outfield yourself? Maybe.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm considering a couple things here. There's, of course... Oh, I wasn't quite on the clock yet. Okay. So I just got sniped, or (laughs) at least... uh, I I had the options narrowed down by Mike Gianella, who took Brendan Rodgers, who, of course, I love this year, and he was uh, the last middle infielder I could be genuinely excited to draft. So I will turn my attention to the outfield, and... This guy's still there. Yes, he is still there. All right. All right. Prepare to groan, everybody. Uh-oh. I'm taking a, a fantasy baseball today favorite. <laughs> he goes by the name of Joe. Joe Adele. Oh. oh I was hoping it was yeah. gonna be Connor Joe.
0: That would have been <laughs> for me, personally. <laughs> That's true. You
2: know uh, no, it would have been way too early for Connor Joe, but Joe Adele. Yeah, a lot of upside. Potential for speed, early know, really relative ADP. to ADP. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even take him that early relative to ADP. Really? No, it is early relative. It is to ADP. early. Relative. Okay.
0: Yeah, I believe yeah. the ADP two twenty nine. So uh, no one's, I knew he wasn't going to last there with this group. No, no, no one's counting, Scott. But you know, just eighty picks. No, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> now look, you what, need, what, you need did outfielders right. What I just
2: right? saying. I mean, you can't yeah. you can't be too fixated on ADP and. Like I said, one of you guys was going to take him soon. I'm fairly confident. Um, so yeah, and it's nice to get a little more. I haven't really taken any speed since Otani, which is kind of my mo this year. But I don't. I, I Od- Odell's upside is such that I don't feel like I'm reaching for the speed, which is really the goal of the zero SB strategy.
0: Man, if everything clicks for Joe Adele, I I think we can get a. You know, 260, 270, 25 homers, 15 to 20 steals. He's got all the tools. He's just got to put it together, man, uh, and stay healthy. So, would be awesome to see. After Joe Adele goes, we see Craig Kimbrell, who is, I believe, very likely to be traded once the lockout ends. Uh, And then Sonny Gray and Lance McCullers. I should point out that uh, the the longer the season is delayed, that obviously helps injured, currently injured or injury-prone players. So I think Lance McCullers would fit that mold. Uh, Max Muncy, who we mentioned earlier, Jacob Degrom, Adalberto Mondesi. I think it, it helps those players as well.
2: Um, I don't know. For me, I don't know that it makes a difference for Degrom, McCullers, or Muncie because
1: the question isn't are they isn't necessarily are they healthy for opening day so much as it is can uh, are they, they get through the season.
2: Or, or really, for those three, are they broken? Like, have they been fixed yet? Like sure. It's not their injuries aren't necessarily the kind that are just are going to be resolved by time.
0: Mm-hmm. My thinking, Scott, is: say we wind up with like a five month season. That's just a smaller portion that Jacob Grom has to stay healthy for. You know, smaller than we were expecting. So yeah, um, well, I, you, I under
2: you, I understand that perspective, but I, I think. I think a big part of the risk for DeGrom is just he shows up to camp and he's shut down a week later. Yeah,
0: yeah, would, would not surprise me one bit. Uh, Chris, at the turn here, you double-tap starting pitcher, which obviously you need to do at this point, and you select one, I would say, upside guy in Patrick Sandoval and, the, and then one floor guy uh, with, with Nathan Evaldi. But I think the combination makes sense. You just cross your fingers. You need both to stay healthy.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's quite a bit of risk in this pitching staff, which is obviously going to happen when you, you know, take one starting pitcher in your first. I think six picks. Um, you know, Morton's old Nathan Ivaldi has an up and down track record. Eduardo Rodriguez, same. Patrick Sandoval injuries and an up and down track record, but I like the group that I'm putting together in terms of their kind of comparable qualities like there there are a couple of guys who i you know I, I like i do think charlie morton is relatively safe i know the the age gives him risk but otherwise i don't think there's that much there of all the solid contributor if a if risk is you know there with injury and then sandoval and rodriguez i think those guys have that like 200 plus strikeout upside as well
0: hey i'm i'm there with you on erod and Patrick Sandoval, I think Avaldi's fine too at this point in the draft as, you know, an SP4, an SP5, plays on a good team, uh, just has to stay healthy, which he did last year, and, you know, he he pitched really well. Uh, After you selected Nathan Avaldi, we see Ian Anderson off the board, Ty France, and Adam Wainwright. Now, no matter what you say, Dan, in the chat, I believe that you took that pick because you didn't want Scott to have him. So (laughs) I can tell it's going to
2: be annoying to draft with Dan Schneider. um, This is the first mock he's done with us this year. And he wants to do like basically all of them going forward. Nice. So I'm going to get tired of that real quick.
1: (laughs)
0: Especially (laughs) when he's drafting right next to you, right?
2: Uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, fortunately, sick of your crap, I crap, Dan. in this starting, in, in this particular draft, I already have five starting pitchers, so I wasn't thinking about Adam Wainwright, but yeah, that's that's obviously normally one of my favorite pitchers to draft. Uh, all right. Let's another one of my favorite outfielders here, Hunter Renfro. A little ahead of ADP, but not that much ahead of ADP. Actually, one spot ahead of ADP, and I rank him even higher than this. He was the number 19 outfielder in this format last year, and I don't think he did anything that he can't do again.
0: Yeah, I question the batting average a little bit. I think he hit around 260. Mm-hmm. That that's been much lower in his career, yeah. but well, he
2: only struck out 22% of the time, which
0: Yeah, no, that was much, that was a huge part of it. Yeah, if, so
2: if he does that, he can he can hit for a 260 average again.
0: Yep. If you buy the gains that he made in contact last year, Hunter Renfro could be an absolute steal at his ADP right now and currently projected to hit cleanup in the Brewers lineup and if Christian Yelich bounces back, you know, anywhere close to what he's been, uh, Hunter Renfro right behind him, Willie Adamas and Colton Wong, lots of RBI opportunities uh, for Hunter Renfro. So I'm a fan. I, I like him as well. Um, oh, I like, really. I've, I've got, heard you say that.
2: Oh what, yeah. What, what might you say then if I were to say, I think Hunter Renfro is a great pick here.
0: I, I think I would say I'm with you, Scott. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I, for, course, I, so. I thought scott was going for a dave matthews band thing there
0: oh no you know
1: he went to college in athens i feel like that that <laughs> that, that was a thing right i uh, he was going for like a well, what, what'd you say you give but, me man. way too much credit
0: <laughs> i mean you know dave chris Come on. chris are you a dave matthews band guy i mean i know you like every band but is that like what uh, is that one of your bands no <laughs> I have seen them
1: live several times, but uh, can't... Seen them oh, live several times. I'm on the clock, <laughs> but not not the biggest fan. Like they play what, a lot of music festivals what, and stuff. What
2: was that Dave Matthews song that they were always playing on community? Bow,
1: bow, bow, bow. Yeah, that one <laughs> What is that song called? Uh, Ants Marching. I think it's yeah. exactly
0: that. Like whatever Chris just said, that's the name of the song. i'm I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Uh, look, I'm a fan of all different kinds of music genres, and band, but Dave Matthews Band is just one that I could not get behind. It is, it is. Uh, look, no disrespect for to anyone who who messes around with Dave Matthews Band and they like them, but uh, not for me. I can't do it. I selected Robbie Grossman. Uh, I was kind Grossman. of all right, that's one of my guys. Come on, man. it's kind of a, it was kind of a panic pick. I I don't know. I was messing around with you guys, and then I realized there was 20 <laughs> seconds left on the clock, and I'm like oh crap, I need an outfielder. So I selected the top name and I wound up with Robbie Grossman. I will say, I think I need some batting average on this team. Uh, <laughs> I've got some, I got Grandal. I've got Jose Ramirez. Ramirez is fine, 260. But uh, Robbie Grossman, eh, Lindor is probably like a 250, 260 guy. So you're not even, uh, you, I, I don't. hate when
2: I hate when people take somebody from you and they don't even appreciate that someone like you do.
0: Well, Scott, like you, just, you you distracted me so that I wouldn't I, take him. You, that's why you were trying to get me to save the whole... I know. It yeah. backfired. <laughs> it didn't work. Uh, but let's catch people up on the picks. After you selected Hunter Renfro. Wow, there was a lot. Rizzo, Alex Verdugo, Dylan Carlson, Luis Gar- Garcia. I selected Grossman, then Avisa Garcia, Luis Severino, Trevor Bauer, and Michael Brantley. And now we are in round 15. Is it time yet to select a second baseman? Mm, no, I don't think so. Um, I'm sure someone's going to troll me and, and try to steal my guys at some point, but that, that point is not now. Uh, let's see who's available amongst the pitchers. Ooh, that's a fun name up top. Could use a closer. Uh jeez, decisions. I am going to select... Mark Melanson. Ah, uh, but I don't feel good about it. Ah, uh, no, you can't. <laughs> I wanted Logan Gilbert. Oh, geez. <laughs> Man, yeah, Logan Gilbert would have been my SP5. Uh, but instead, I've, I've got four starting pitchers so far. I probably don't need Logan Gilbert because I've got Wheeler, I've got Bueller, I've got Musgrove. I, I feel really good about that top three. So I've got Will Smith as my first closer. Now I get Mark Melanson as my second. I think eventually... The wheels are going to fall off for Mark Melanson. I don't know when it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. I hope it doesn't happen this year. But if he stays healthy and and on track, you're probably getting solid ratios, not a lot of strikeouts, and I don't know, 25 saves hopefully with the Diamondbacks. It's not a great situation. After Mark Melanson goes Scott Barlow, ah, Logan Gilbert. Jeez, hurts my heart. And then Corey Knable. So closers are starting to go here. Relief pitchers flying off the board. True dat. Were you yeah. considering yeah. any relief pitchers, closers, Scotty? I know you're on deck. Oh
2: yeah, I am now. That's oh Scott Barlow just went to Scott mm-hmm. Engel, so Scott White has to start rethinking things here. <laughs> that's <is> right.
1: <laughs>
2: hmm. You know, Scott's not that popular of a name anymore. You know that you don't name? see
1: a lot of Scotts
2: anymore. Yeah, this. You know, my yeah. our, our generation just they look at that name
0: and they're like. Not for me. Not yeah. for me. I think they were all taken up from like the 60s to, you know, 90s. Those were all Scots and now they're just, they're gone. I, I think it's Scott Stapp's fault.
2: I'm going to take another popular name from the 80s Alex Kirilov.
0: Is that a popular name from the 80s? I mean, well, there was
2: Michael J. Fox played a famous Alex on the CT family ties. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There was. Um, Alex Gonzalez, (laughs) Chicago White Sox starting pitcher.
0: There was another closer that went too, by the way, Blake Trinan. So this is the round, round 15, lots of closers flying off the board now. Yeah. Yeah. If I
2: wasn't making a name joke, I probably would have taken a closer. (laughs) I got a little distracted by the name play, but that's fine. That's Uh, fine. I already got Kenley Jansen in the bag. I, you know, I'll be okay. Uh, Alex Kirilov. Has big breakout potential. I'm actually much more confident in a breakout for him than I am for Adele. He obviously doesn't bring the speed element, Adele does, but I think he's he, he could be like a plus, plus source of batting average while also providing good power. So I'm happy to take him here in round 15, especially since outfield... Well, suddenly I have four outfielders, so it's becoming a, a less glaring need for me.
0: Mm-hmm. And Alex Kirloff coming back from wrist surgery. So I, I do wonder if maybe he gets off to a slow start this year, but something he was dealing with for years dating back to the minors. So I'm actually happy long term that Kiriloff had that surgery and, and I think it's it's gonna work out well for him. I agree, Scott. I think eventually when he gets going, we could see big batting average, you know, two eighty plus, twenty five plus home runs when Alex Kirloff is at his peak. Maybe even better than that, honestly. Uh, after Kiriloff goes Luke Voigt. Sorry, Chris. No Luke Voigt for you. And then Tyler Stevenson and Adolis Garcia. And you are on the clock. Are you going back to pitching? You uh, nope. I'm not going to say it. Instead, I'm, I'm going to take an
1: upside You're
0: shot. <laughs> that, that's your mute uh, button.
1: There's my upside shot with Mike Clevenger. Um, nice. Delayed season could be useful for him. So. We'll see on that. I could use a catcher, so what I'm going to do is uh, take Mitch Garver, who's been yeah. my go-to back fallback catcher. He's my first catcher, so not going to be a strength for me, but he can at least oh. help avoid making it a weakness.
2: It could be. I mean, he could be a top 5 catcher. Like, well, yeah, but him by himself him.
1: can't be can't make it a strength for yeah. me. Well, given, you know, that I'm going to be I, picking from <laughs>
2: how good yeah, is any pretty, second catcher going to be like if if you have a good second catcher it probably wasn't worth the trade off whatever that trade off was yeah
1: that, that's probably true unless you just like Salvador Perez and Will Smith are kind of the only two who could be worth it
0: mm. love the pick by RJ White Taylor Rogers so another closer off the board and it's someone I'm pretty excited about. The numbers were fantastic from last year. Best strikeout stuff we've ever seen from Rogers, and he has the track record. He actually has done it under this coaching staff, with uh, Rocco Baldelli. He did it back in 2019. Had 30 saves, and I I, I trust him. I think Taylor Rogers is going to be pretty damn good. Uh, let's see what else happened. Adolis Garcia went at the end of round 15. Chris, you selected Clevenger and Garver as you mentioned. Taylor Rogers, and then Yoan Moncada goes here. In round sixteen, yeah, he
1: was—he was the the other one I was thinking of. If I didn't take um, Mitch Garver, it was going to be Moncada or Garver. Um, So I'm a little disappointed. I think he was kind of like the last third baseman you can feel okay about.
0: All right, is Ah
2: Schneier? (laughs) Do you? Ah.
0: In case you're wondering what just happened, uh, Camilo Duvall goes to Dan Schneier, and man, rounds 15 and 16 have just been loaded with relief pitchers and closers. Now, where... Yeah,
2: I mean, this is the range where you need to take advantage. Right. Camilo Duvall was the closer I was saying I probably should have taken with my last pick, and I almost got him anyway. (laughs) Darn it. Um... What am I going to do here? So there are a couple of really big power bats left that I like. And in terms of where they normally go, this guy should be gone already. So it's my third, third baseman. I don't know what everybody's doing about third base. Uh, Matt Chapman.
0: (laughs) Ah, Chappy. I was looking at him. I could use some power too. That was
1: was the other third baseman I was hoping for. Thanks, Scott.
0: (laughs) Blame Dan. Oh, yeah, Chris, you don't have a third baseman. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Uh well,
2: Eduardo Escobar baby.
0: <laughs> Honestly, you could you
2: could do worse. I was um after our latest Nolan Arenado debate, I had the opportunity to take him in round 6 of TGFBI 15 team league, so you you know, good value, you would think for somebody who wants Arenado. But I I was comparing his and Eduardo Escobar's 2021 20, numbers side by side and they're, they're not that different. I mean, Arenado hits six more home runs. But, you know, we've we've seen Eduardo Escobar hit over 30 before. And there's no guarantee Arenado hits exactly 34 again. He could slump to 31, 30. I don't know. I don't know. Got me thinking. Got the old wheels a-turning again.
0: Jeez, man. There was just a run of... Power bats, and I wanted one of them here. Eugenio Suarez went. Matt Chapman goes, uh, and I am left scrambling. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Luis Arias as my starting second baseman. Forget you, Colton Wong. Forget Eugene Segura. I'll take my guy. Like Luis No, 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 no. <laughs> No, we can't do that, Scott. Come on. I already have two <laughs> Mets. I already have two Mets on my team. <laughs> it's like uh, okay. how much how much bad juju okay. do you want to put on one mock draft team, Scott? You can't have you can't have more than two That's Mets. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, all right.
1: So Dan I, says he's not trolling you. By the way,
0: yes, we all believe you, Dan. For the mm-hmm. third time in the draft, <laughs> uh, Gary Sanchez goes. Let's see who else went in this round. So we are in round sixteen. After Scott selected Matt Chapman, we see we see Hyunjin Ryu, Michael Conforto, Eugenio Suarez, Akil Badu. I selected Luis Arias, who has second, third and shortstop eligibility. Big second half for Arias last year. He'll be the starting third baseman for the Brewers. And I'm a fan. You know, big prospect pedigree finally came through. I, I think he can, you know, hit 270, 20 plus homers, six to eight steals. I think the counting stat should be good, too. Uh, and I think he's going to be good in a points league, too. I think that's an undervalued part of his game. Really strong walk rate from Luis Arias last year. Gary Sanchez and Brandon Belt to finish out round 16. And Joe Ryan with the first pick of round 17. And Dave Mendelson says, "Ugh, sniped. Poor guy. Uh, all <laughs> right, so let's see what we got. Catcher. Catcher, catcher, catcher. Uh This position stinks. I'm not going to select any of those. Um, There is a pitcher here that I like. What about outfield? I think I have four of those now. Yeah, I've got four outfielders. Uh, A few names here that I do like. Nobody's screaming out that I need to select them right now.
1: That's good. That's good. It's it's usually good when nobody's screaming.
0: Uh, All right, so I am going to go back to pitcher And I'm going to select Marcus Stroman, who is now with the Chicago Cubs. I think he's a solid, safe floor kind of pitcher, stabilizer, strong ratios. The whip will be a little bit high, but good ERA. Um, I think if he can maintain his swinging strike rate from last year, we could see a few more strikeouts from Marcus Stroman as well. He'll get to face the Pirates. Hopefully none of those series get canceled because (laughs) I need all the Pirate starts that I can get from my NL central starting pitchers. Uh, but I do like Marcus Stroman as an SP5 or an SP6 type.
2: You know who hasn't been taken yet and it's kind of freaking me out? Is it Glaber Torres who just went
0: right now? No. Glaber Tor- <laughs> Torres, best shape of his life alert, by the way, we got yeah. on, on on Tuesday afternoon. Apparently he's he slimmed down and he's looking great. We'll see if it helps. It's Miles
2: Straw. I don't want to take Miles Straw, but... I don't have many steals, and it's really
0: weird that he hasn't been taken yet. I think many people don't want to select Miles Straw. But in the right build, Scott, if you need steals, then it makes sense.
2: Here's the thing. I got one outfield spot left, so Um, you know what I'm actually going to do since Dylan Floro My ultimate late round save source got taken this round and and I already missed out on Camilo Duvall and I only have the one closer, Kenley Jansen. I'm going to take Joe Barlow. It's not very exciting, but I feel like it's my last chance at somebody who I'm confident is going to begin the year in the closer role. Not confident he keeps it, but you know. For round 17 closer, you can only ask so much. So Joe Barlow is my pick.
0: That is correct. All right. Joey B off the board. The Rangers are a team because they've made so many moves this offseason. They've made a lot of splashes. They signed Seeger. They signed Marcus Semyon. It wouldn't surprise me if they try to sign a closer type or trade for a Craig Kimbrell.
2: It wouldn't be the most shocking thing. I agree, but I'm not.
1: What would be the the most shocking thing?
0: Uh, the I don't Pirates know. Pirates signing
2: Kenley Jansen. I don't
1: know.
0: Let let's say you know the players and the owners came to an agreement. That that'd be pretty shocking That's fair.
1: be. Yeah, that's that's fair.
0: Uh, what else has gone on this round? After I selected Marcus Stroman earlier, Anthony Desclafani, nice pick to the King. Then Brandon Crawford, Glaber Torres, Jose Urquiti, Joe Barlow, and Thor Noah yeah, Syndergaard's a good pick. Yeah, this is pretty late. Two oh one. Yeah. pick 201 for yeah. Noah Syndergaard. Dan Schneier. Uh yeah
2: the Akil Badu I wanted to mention the Akil Badu pick 189 overall I was I was taking I was I was doing a little side by side comparison Badu and Randy Arosa Reina and I
0: see a lot of similarities yeah. there I believe that that was one of the mm-hmm. generic versus brand name Oh, uh, I absolutely
2: was. So I'm not the first to notice this. Yes. I mean, neither of us like a Rosarena. It's worth pointing out. We both have him as a bust this year. So I'm not especially high on Badu. It's less about that, but.
1: It's definitely a why take a Rosarena when Badu yeah. is there.
2: So I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't notice Badu was there. Yeah. I guess.
0: Oh. but dude's a fun player too man he's he's one of these guys where you look at the stack cast the max ev is there the sprint speed is there he's got talent we saw last year he struggled with strikeouts early but then made adjustments and like yes and the okay. plate discipline was much better what did i say he said strikeouts. strike trike, outs. Stri, tri, trike outs? is that what i said um didn't he i don't know maybe i did uh there's
1: but, no need to be a jerk scott gosh <laughs>
0: It's fine. It's it's funny. I'm just trying to imagine what a trike is. Okay. Akio Badu uh, with all that, I I think that he is a very interesting player. There was uh, an awesome picture of him looking jacked up in the off season. If if you're into that kind of thing as well, Uh, Chris is struggling right now. He selected Joey Bart with one of his picks and I I
1: had one of those moments where the queue didn't update. And so I thought Mark Melanson was still there and I could get another source of saves and then I clicked on it. Wow, and he'd been gone for like two
0: rounds, right? You're not you're not paying attention to my my team. Come on, Chris. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: so that that was a, a source of frustration. <sighs> so I took Joey Bart, and it was probably four rounds earlier than I needed to because I panicked and I didn't know where to go, and he was in my queue. Oh, these things can go sideways on you, folks. That's the thing to remember.
0: Yeah, I mean, an hour and a half into a mock draft, I mean, people start to tilt a little bit at this point. All right, whatever. All right, uh, let's... Well, see. and
1: I was going to take Michael Kopack and, and he got taken two picks before me, so...
0: Yeah, lots of upside pitchers then,
1: going in this range. RJ made a very good pick with Lucas Sims right before me, too. Now, that whole thing was very upset.
0: Lucas Sims, I like him, but the sleeper in that bullpen... Art Warren, remember the name. Big fan, Art Warren. 19% swinging strike rate last year. Uh, after Noah Syndergaard went, Michael Kopek, Lucas Sims, Chris selected both Joey Bart and Alex Cobb. So I think, fantastic pick. Obviously, we're all in. We're all in on the Cobb this year. And hoping that he can um, be the best version of himself with the San Francisco Giants. Uh, after he goes, Ryan McMahon, Gavin Lux go. And uh, Scott, you are on deck. Do you yep. have... Any idea what you're trying to do here?
2: Oh, you know what? I need to help out. I need to help out our buddy Dan Schneier. He's getting a ton of mentions here.
0: Yes, uh, do that.
2: Move Chris Taylor to the middle infield spot for him, so that he can take Miles Straw and in the, end the, um, and
0: the slide end and the, the slide.
2: slide. Yeah, in the slide. I'll just go ahead. And I'll go ahead and give it to him. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's watching us on YouTube or not. But he's trying to communicate with me. Oh, there he goes. He got it. Alrighty.
0: And that brings so, us to you, Scott. What do we got?
2: It brings us to me, doesn't it? Well, I was kind of, I was kind of wanting Straw to go. I was kind of urging him to go because who, do, who do I say is like Straw only better? Nikki Lopez. Mm. Nikki Lopez. Now, usually he goes a lot later than Straw, but Straw went so late that I'm going to go ahead and te- take Lopez here. Uh, and the reason I didn't just take Straw over Lopez. A lot of times I would have straw straw projects for more steals I'd say, but Lopez projects for a lot himself and is a better source of batting average, but he just, like I said, I had one outfield spot left. I'd rather fill my middle infield spot. Cause there are a lot more outfielders I'm excited about the middle infielders at this point. So I'll take Nikki Lopez for some, for some late round steals.
0: Alrighty, yes, and the Royals do value his defense quite a bit. So if you're worried about playing time or a log jam, I think you should be worried about it at some point for some of those nah. fringy Royals players, but nah. I don't think you should worry about it for Nicky Lopez. That's the point that there I was getting at, Scott. There is that like, it looks like a four-win player last year. No, yeah, like his defense is, is that good. So I, I think they want him in there, provide a little batting average, some speed, of course, going this late in your draft, and it is round 18. Uh, let's see. What do I need? I need a second catcher. I need a middle infielder. I need an outfielder. I need some homers. Where am I going to get the homers, Scott? I don't know. This is what you're talking about, right? I need need some home runs. And I don't see any. Eduardo Escobar. We have mentioned his name a few times already. But I don't really want Eduardo Escobar on my team. It's just not the fun pick, you know? But do I need a fun pick? Probably not. I don't know. There are a few like old outfielders here that are... But they're not going to give pop. I think I got it. I think I got the pick. I just saw a name. Some stuff is going on in my head right now. The uh, the light bulb's going off. And I'm getting excited. Uh, but what else? What else has happened after you selected Nicky Lopez, Lou Trevino, who I think will be the closer to start the year. Yeah. I, I read an article recently from The Athletic where... They pointed out A.J. Puck could get an opportunity to close. Of course, he's hmm. a lefty. Uh, he's probably better suited in the bullpen at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. Throws hard, gets a lot of strikeouts. So I, I think it's interesting. Um, but yeah, it it, it might be kind of one of these wide open situations in Oakland to start the year. Uh, after Trevino goes, we see Trey Mancini. Little boom, boom. David Bednar. And then Adley Rutschman goes to Scott Engel. Um yeah. Okay, do I want yeah, to I take...
2: thought I would moved Adley Rushman up in my rankings, but apparently not. I, I, I think this is this is later than we normally see him go, and I think it's probably worth the gamble at this point.
0: All right, well, it's just too late for this guy. I don't have a middle infielder yet. Uh, I'm going to select Colton Wong, and if Luis Arias fails, then I have um, a solid insurance plan here with, with my guy, Colton Wong. I think a 15-15 candidate, if he stays healthy... Solid walk rate, good on base percentage. I think he could score ninety plus runs for the Brewers. Uh, hmm. I like his skill set quite a bit. Yeah,
2: apparently keep drafting him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just keep missing out on all these second basements. So, uh, and then Kyle Hendricks goes. So, I don't even think you need pitching anymore, Scott. So, probably doesn't matter. I have two for you. pitching
2: spots available. Okay, uh, we're not drafting benches in this particular mock. So,
0: oh, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: So yeah, I don't, um, I don't need to overdo it at pitcher. But this is normally the part of the it, like in a in in a in a draft where I went less pitcher heavy. This is this would normally be the range where I'm looking at that that old forgotten trio of Kyle Hendricks, Zach Greinke, and Carlos Carrasco. I, I may still end up taking.
0: All right, uh, to a- end round 18, we see Kyle Lewis go off the board, and I see a. Comment in the chat here. Thought I was the only Lewis believer left. I like the skill set for Kyle Lewis, and look, it's late enough where you could take the shot on him. But these knee injuries have been recurring for him, and they've been pretty serious. He had knee surgery last year, so I'm rooting for the guy. I hope he can get back on his feet. But uh, yeah, he still has some power, a little bit of speed there as well. Uh, But let's see what else do we got. Uh, Frank Schwindel goes at the start of round 19, and then Tanner Houck. I am on the clock. And I need some pop. And I saw a name. Where is he? Where are you? Don't do it. There he is. Jesus okay. Sanchez from the Miami Marlins. Wrote him up. Breakouts 2.0. And uh, big pop last year, especially when he returned returned from the COVID list. Uh, he's had big pop in the minors. And, man, he's one of these guys that hits the ball so hard and so far that even though he plays in Marlins Park... I. I I don't think that's going to affect his power. So if everything works out for him, I think he can hit 250, 260, 30-plus homers. Uh, Again, that is Jesus Sanchez. And he hit lefties well as a left-handed batter, so I do like to see that as well. After I took Jesus Sanchez, Tristan McKenzie and Gregory Soto go off the board. And Tony Gonsolin as well. I really like that pick. I know you like it as well, Scotty.
2: I do. I do like Tony Gonsolin. Um, I just don't have enough, like I just don't have enough pitcher spots to fill. So
0: yeah, don't. Force I'm okay
2: it. letting these favorites of mine go to other people and focusing on my lineup for now. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm debating whether it's worth dipping into catcher at this point. Still have two spots open, and there are about five that I think stand out from the rest, not in a major way, obviously. But enough that in round 19, it might be worth jumping ahead in line for the catchers. Um, It's my turn to pick, so I guess I have to make that determination for good here. I am going to not take a catcher. Because instead I'm going to take an outfielder. I'm going to take the outfielder who led. The NL in RBI last year. I'm going to take Adam Duvall.
0: Oof! You know what? If I was looking for pop, that guy That's probably what, probably made a lot of sense.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was afraid you were going to take him. Led the NL in RBI, hit 38 home runs. Uh, he's going to drain your batting average, but whatever. I mean, it's around 19. Who isn't going to drain your batting average at this point? Good point. So, uh, as 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 somebody who is most in more, more than anything else is, is most interested in not underselling not selling the power category short. Duvall's somebody I like targeting in this range. And I am worried that I underdid it a little in the power categories in this particular draft because I drafted so many pitchers early. So yeah, I, th- I think it was important that I drafted him here.
0: Alrighty. Well, let's see what else is going on in the draft after Tony Gonsolin went. Ahmed Rosario, uh, I like the value on him if you need some Batting average and some speed late, 15 to 20 steals. I think that's certainly doable. Scotty selects Adam Duvall. Then Dan Schneier selects Carlos Carrasco. So another pick that we are fans of here. Uh, Andrew Vaughn, Ian Happ, and Chris, you go with Yuli Gurriel. (coughs) And you got your third baseman, Eduardo Escobar. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Eduardo Escobar is just kind of solid. But, you know, Scott, you did say how many players aren't going to hurt your batting average. Well, you'll get your one in this range who won? I was surprised True. he was still there. So, happy to end up with him.
0: <clears throat> As, make sure Chris is all right there. You
1: good, Chris? I'm I'm dying. I might have to tap out here for the rest of the, the stream. Because, yeah, this is, oh, man. I, I basically, like have not been able to sleep the last three nights. I've been like, there's been like a three hour stretch every night since like Friday night where I've been like just coughing in my sleep and it's been really miserable and it's ruining my life. And uh, Mm. the cough medicine I took about 20 minutes before the show started clearly isn't working. So I'm going (laughs) to log off guys. I'm sorry.
0: All good, Chris, get out of here. We'll, we'll take a look at your team. By the end of this podcast, good stuff as always. Uh, He selects Uh, Julie Guriel. Before I get into round 20, it's all good. See you later, Chris. We love you too. Uh, Before I get into round 20, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back right after this. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're
2: feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half.
0: All right, so let's start with round 20 here. And Eduardo Escobar goes to Chris. Andrew Kittredge, who is the likely leading closer candidate for the Tampa Bay Rays, though. You know, they're probably going to mix it up a little bit. Right. Uh, but he was to good. To whatever
2: extent they have one.
0: He was good. He was really good last year yeah. when he pitched. No, I so. think he's
2: perfectly fine pick here. I think you can make the case for him over somebody like Joe Barlow, who I took a couple rounds ago. But I just... I just want to try and get as many saves as I can for however long those saves are available to me.
0: I hear you. Uh after Kittredge went, Andrew Benintendi goes. I really like the value on Benintendi too. He's just he's not flashy, but solid batting average, 20 homers, 10 steals. In that lineup too, like the Royals should be much more improved. So the counting stats, they might actually pretty damn Pretty be pretty damn good for Andrew Benintendi. Uh Dan continues on with his Scott White troll tour, and uh he selects Zach Greinke one round after selecting Carlos Carrasco. Uh and so Scotty he
2: does you so are he does back up. So those three old pitchers, those three old forgotten aces are gone now. And I am out of hitter spots to fill, apart from catcher. So uh I, I think I am going to try fill it. I, I'm probably going to fill my my two pitcher spots here before I go for a catcher. Uh, I think Aaron Savale is a lot like that old trio. I don't. I don't think he has like twenty top twenty five upside the way Hendricks and grinky may still. But should work deep into games. Should have a low whip. Um, the strikeout total should be better than the rates because of how deep he works into games, and I think. He will do more good than harm for me. Which is really all you can ask from a starting pitcher in this range. Right? You just... Don't hurt me.
0: (laughs) Baby, don't hurt me. That's Scott tonight. To Aaron Uh, Savale. Yeah, I I think he's fine. Like, again, he was... You know, some people were drafting him. I was one of those people as a top 40 starting pitcher last year. And now he's going outside the top 60 a lot of the times uh, at starting pitchers. And he was pretty good.
2: I I don't really... I, I, I gather people were taking were expecting this big step forward for him, and it didn't happen, but that's fine. I mean, he's yeah, he's fine.
0: He is fine indeed. After you selected Aaron Savale, AJ Pollock goes off the board. Big fan of that pick. He was really good last year. Just has to stay on the field, and I think the DH in the National League should help. AJ Pollock do exactly that. Uh, Miguel Sano, Jake McGee, Jonathan Scope, and then I selected Alex Wood. The last of the Giants starting pitchers that, as you know, by now, I want to wind up with at least one Giants pitcher on my pitching staff in every draft that I do, if I can. So, uh, Wood was the last one available out of De and Alex Cobb, and he was really good last year for the Giants. You know, surprise, surprise, they <laughs> do a great job with really all their players, their pitchers, their hitters, and Alex Wood was uh, no exception to that. He's got to stay on the mound. He's dealt with a lot of injuries, but... Uh, when when he is on the mound, I think he'll be really good. After Alex Wood goes, Jesus Aguilar, and a double tap of Tigers prospects at the round 20 and 21 turn with Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green. Uh, Scott, I mean, we're at that point where you can't really criticize any pick, Scott. Is this the right range where you should start to take some shots on upside prospects? Do you think that makes sense with the Tigers guys here?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a high priority for me, but I... I don't I don't think really any pick is wrong at this stage of the draft. And you know, particular like I, I don't approach this draft like we're drafting for a league where no there are no benches. Mm-hmm. Even though we're not drafting benches, you know. It's it's just because, you know, we're trying we're trying to not have the mock take too long. So we only draft starting lineups, but we're not drafting for a league without benches. So it's okay to draft guys anticipating they would you wouldn't really draft them as starters,
0: I think. I think that is...
2: Because obviously Torkelson and Green aren't going to be up right away.
0: Yeah, well, look, we'll see what happens with uh, the CBA. I mean, maybe they'll be... uh, I I was listening today uh, to Rob Manfred's press conference and and he talked about how they were incentivizing teams calling up their prospects for opening day. So I'm intrigued to see that part of the CBA and and if teams actually do that. So uh, time will tell there. Yeah, it
2: doesn't... I don't know what he was referring to. I mean, obviously, it's possible not everything that's been discussed has been leaked to the media. Uh, but yeah, I, that that raised an eyebrow for me too. Because are you, you know, I was like, are you sure you're doing that? Because <laughs> I haven't really heard anything along those lines.
0: That would be awesome, though. Yeah, like, hey, if if the teams are, if they, if there is incentive for a team to call up a Spencer Torkelson on opening day, if they think he's ready, of course. Why wouldn't yeah. they do it? I mean, we saw it with the Mets a couple of years ago. I mean, I guess their incentive was like, "Hey, we want to put the best team out there," and they did it with Pete Alonso, and he rewarded them by having a fantastic rookie season. You know, not that every rookie is going to do that, obviously, but man, you know, a lot of these guys are are capable, and we want to see them sooner rather than later. So that would be awesome. Uh, let's see what else is going on uh, after Riley Green went. Jordan Montgomery. I selected Charlie Blackman as my utility bat. Uh, I think we get a little bit of a bounce back this year from Charlie Blackman. Good, solid batting average, you know, high teens and home mm-hmm. runs. Okay, counting stats, I, I think. Uh, after Blackman goes, Ramon Laureano, Drew Rasmussen, Steven Strasburg, and Elias Diaz. Somebody who I find myself targeting quite often as my second catcher.
2: Yeah, that would have been one of the catchers that if I wanted to jump and head a line, I would have jumped ahead in line for.
0: But there's there's really
2: one last pitcher who I feel pretty good about not hurting me. So I'll take him. I'll take John Means. Business. Who's kind of like Savale, in that he'll probably excel at whip. May have ERA troubles, but may not. Because they're moving the fences way back in left field, Camden Yard's. Uh, his extreme fly ball tendencies may actually play to his benefit because of that. If if it becomes a a, a difficult part for right handed hitters to homer in, and it looks like it will be, so uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not as hopeful for a big strikeout rate from John Means like last year, but he, you know he could he could he could be he could be good apart from that.
0: All right, after you selected John Means, O'Neill Cruz. Goes to our buddy Dan Schneier. breakout candidate for me. Uh, speaking of prospects being up early, I you know he ended the season with the Pirates. He played three games. He hit his first career home run. He also has the record for the hardest hit ball in the Statcast era by the by any Pittsburgh Pirates player, and he did that in three games. So a very unique skill set uh, for O'Neill Cruz, big human being, six foot seven, power, speed. Uh, you know maybe some strikeouts and lower batting average to start, but I am very intrigued by the skill set there. After Mm -hmm. he goes, uh, Mike Zanino, Austin Hayes, Chris selects Herman Marquez to finish out round 21, and Gene Segura, my man, to start round 22, and Alejandro Kirk goes. So, Scotty, some catchers starting to go here, bud.
2: Yeah, yeah, all the ones I was sort of excited to take. But that's what happens when you get in the last two rounds, right? Like a lot of people are gonna be taking catchers. It's, it's kind of like kickers in fantasy football. <laughs> Not exactly, because you know, obviously some people filled their catcher spots early, but there aren't many catchers worth using those spots on early. I'm gonna take Travis Darno.
0: Travis Darno. You know, I, I mentioned this on our catcher preview, Scott. When I when I looked into the numbers from Darno last year. I was so underwhelmed. I, I I guess it felt like he had a much better season than he did. I, I guess it was just the the twenty twenty that stood yeah, out. Twenty twenty
2: season, he was incredible.
0: Yeah, he was so fantastic. You know, there's obviously a chance he can get back on track there. I think they could use him as the the DH some days to to help keep his bat in the lineup and keep him healthy. Um, but, right. Yeah, he, he had
2: a thumb injury last year. And, and look, I mean. He played over his head in 2020, obviously, for sure. Never had a year like that before it was pandemic shortened season. I just don't think that's a realistic outcome for him, but you look at the previous year, 2019, uh, 251 with 16 homers and 351 at bats for the Rays. Like, I think that's, that, that's something you, you can hope Darno, those are numbers you can hope Darno will meet. And it was interesting because even though he was struggling last season, the Braves gave him an extension amid those struggles. So they clearly haven't lost confidence in him. So, you know, uh, I think he'll be in a two-catcher league, a perfectly serviceable starter.
0: All right, we're coming up here on the last round of the draft. After Scotty selected Travis Darnot, Cal Quantrill, James McCann, Bobby Dahlbeck, Tarek Skubel, I selected Sean Murphy, as my second catcher, so pairing him up with Yasmani Grandal. Definitely a down season for Sean Murphy last year. But uh Jan Gomes is no longer with the team. He signed with the Chicago Cubs. I think they're gonna turn it back over to Sean Murphy. Lots of pop in that bat. Batting average is probably gonna hurt you quite a bit, but I, I still think there's something there with Sean Murphy. He's he's young enough. He's he's just gotta put it together. I I I like the skill set. Um but yeah, it's just a matter of consistency and, and him figuring it out. A lot of catchers here going. After Sean Murphy goes MJ Melendez and then Carson Kelly. Scott, what do you think the plan is for MJ Melendez this season? Because it's a pretty hard situation for me to figure out. Obviously, they have Salvador Perez. They mm-hmm. have Nick Prado. They have Vinny Pasquantino. They have Bobby Witt. They have all these prospects coming. It's just, I don't. do you think maybe they give Salvi some more days at DH and, and they call up, melendez and let him play catcher i i I really don't know how it's going to play out
2: yeah so i mean melendez played a third of his minor league season at AAA and had even better numbers there than double a he was the minor league leader in home runs last year as a catcher with 41 so you would think he'd be up pretty early this year he did get some exposure to third base last year i think in anticipation of okay we're going to we can't just make this guy our catcher obviously salvador perez is there i don't think they're going to give up on melendez as a catcher but they might get creative with their usage of him to get him in the lineup more obviously we saw salvador perez get more starts than ever at dh last year so as he gets older i think that will continue and uh i i it, it the biggest question for melendez i think is just when does he come up uh, they'll they'll figure out a way to get him at, at bats when he does. Uh, if Vinny Pasquantino beats him to the majors, that could present a challenge. And uh, well, obviously, it would have to be Pasquantino and Nick Prado, both of the first basemen, mm-hmm. beating him to the majors. And I just don't think that's likely to happen. I mean, Pasquantino hasn't even played at AAA yet.
0: Yeah, I think <clears throat> if Pasquantino beats Melendez to the major, Scott, that means something probably went wrong with Nick Prado that would that that would be my suspicion but uh yeah it's a good problem for the royals to have to have all this young talent so now they just got to figure out how to get uh, everybody at bats uh, let's let's see round 23 our final round has begun and aaron ashby goes off the board a breakout candidate prospect pitcher for the brewers just don't know if he's going to be in the rotation to start the season same thing could be said For Garrett Whitlock, who goes with the next pick to the Red Sox, he could be their closer, he could be in the rotation. Lots of upside there. I took Ken Giles as my third, quote-unquote, closer. (laughs) I know the Mariners have a lot of relievers there, so no sure guarantee. Uh, He's coming back from Tommy John surgery as well, but obviously has the experience. And, you know, if he's himself, then obviously he has the stuff as well. After I select Ken Giles, Rymel Tapia, Will Myers, Omar Narvaez, Mikey Stremski, Scott, you select Eric Haas, uh, Max Stassi goes, Lane Thomas, fantastic pick, 274, round 23. <laughs> Love it. Um, but yeah, well, Eric Haas, your, uh, your second catcher here, Scotty. You take him over Max Stassi. Yeah,
2: I thought about taking him actually with the previous pick instead of Darno. I'm a little surprised, uh, in this format in particular, where you're just looking to get something at catcher. I'm a little surprised Haas's uh, kind, of, kind of going ignored. I understand the the Tigers got Tucker Barnhart this offseason. He's going to be their primary catcher, but Haas will be the backup catcher and, and get at-bats in the outfield too. So I, I think there will be... I, th- I think relative to other catchers, there will be enough at-bats for him. And he was one of the best power hitters at the position last year. Now he struck out way too much and there's a chance he just whiffs his way out of a, a job, essentially. But I think certainly with the last pick and at a position where it's so hard to get any kind of production at all, the risk is worth the reward.
0: Yeah. Uh, look, he's an interesting player too. He played some games in the outfield last year. So, um, yep. you know, they can, yeah,
2: uh, that's, yep. They that's going to get the, that's where he's going to get those extra at bats.
0: Yep. Uh, all right, Scott, let's, let's wrap up by looking through our teams real quick. Say maybe what we like, what we don't like and, and just how it turned out, you know, if, if our strategy uh, worked to fruition or not. And let's start sure. with your offense. You've got Travis Darno and Eric Haas at catcher. You've got CJ Krohn from the profit pocket at first base. <laughs> Brandon Lau, Rafael Devers, Corey Seager, Nicky Lopez, and Matt Chapman as the rest of your infield. And then your outfield is Adam Duvall, Hunter Renfro, Chris Bryant, Alex Kirilov, Joe Adele, and you've got Shohei Otani in your utility spot. What do you think?
2: I think it's okay. I don't think it's my best work. Uh, it kind of makes me second guess whether I, I like Otani as my first round pick because I, I felt like I was there was pressure to make up for batting average the rest of the way. Of course, I'm not going to be somebody who finishes high in the steals category, but I got I got a couple of guys who should combine for about 50 steals, and if I can make up. Know, if I can get about 20 more from the rest of my lineup that should put me in the middle of the steel standings which is what I'm aiming for um there's enough power I think I picks like Adam Duval and and uh Eric Haas helped with that but I I do I do wonder if the batting average is going to be what I what I would like it to be you know there there are some high guys in there some guys who are going to help Offset the low guys like Nicky Lopez. I think could be a three hundred hitter. Of course, Corey Seager, who I targeted explicitly for that reason. Uh, who else? I mean, Devers is going to be fine in batting average. Of course, Crone should be fine in batting average. But then you got low guys like Lau and Otani and Duvall and Renfro is probably going to be on the lower end. Joe Adele, who knows what to expect. Um, but I, I think it. I, I think it should be fine. I think it should be fine. I've done better. I think it should be fine.
0: Yeah, for me, Scott. When it comes to Otani, it's I'm not really worried about the production. Even though the batting average might be a little bit lower, it's the position that you know you have to use him at utility. I I just, especially in a roto uh, size lineup, it just feels like I'm chasing other positions for the entire draft after that, just because he's he's stuck in that utility spot. So yeah, I I I don't know. I love the player.
2: It didn't feel that way to me in this one. Okay. Because, I mean, the thing is, if you're chasing at other positions, it be, it's because your utility player is that much better than everybody else's. So, you know, if your middle infielder ends up a little worse, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't think, you know, it's, robbing Peter to pay Paul, I don't know if that's the appropriate expression, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> um. Yeah, and, and obviously, so I was saying my my hitting isn't quite up to the standards I want, but that's, of course, because I spent four of my first seven picks on pitchers, right? It was, it was yeah, yeah. Shane Bieber, Sandy Alcantara, Kevin Gossman, and Frankie Montas. I think it was four of my first eight, actually. Uh, but that's heavier than starting pitcher than I've normally been going in rotisserie and, and obviously gave me a big advantage there. So there's some trade-off. Uh, I, I think all things being equal, I'd rather stick to my normal approach at starting pitcher, which is to get three of my top 30 instead of my four of my top 30 and uh, you know hopefully have a higher-end hitting base. But I, I kind of had to go with the flow of this draft and nobody seemed to want to invest in starting pitchers. And... I I think it was appropriate to go for them when I did, considering.
0: Yeah, I mean they they all fell to good values, so it's not like you did anything crazy in terms of you know that, uh, ADP where players are going right now. So uh, yeah, we we kind of both tried out a similar strategy because I am not really leaning into starting pitchers early um, much myself, and, and I wound up you know taking two starting pitchers with my first three picks, and I think it was. Three of my first eight, I think that's when I got Joe Musgrove, either eighth or ninth round. Uh, but yeah, just taking pictures that early is is not normal for me. So I quickly run through the team, and uh, I don't know, Scotty, you can you can give me a grade or, or give me your feedback on, on what I did here. Uh, my catchers, I've got Yasmani Grandal and Sean Murphy. Then I've got Pete Alonzo, Luis Arias, Jose Ramirez, Francisco Lindor, Colton Wong, and Josh Bell in the infield. In the outfield, I've got. Eloy Jimenez, J.D. Martinez, Eddie Rosario, Robbie Grossman, Jesus Sanchez, and I've got Charlie Blackman at the utility spot. So my initial takeaway, you know what? I don't think it's as bad as I thought while I was drafting. Batting average might be a little bit too low. Got some pop from Pete Alonso from Grandal, Jose Ramirez, I think Lindor probably gets close to 30 homers, J.D., Eloy power there, Jesus Sanchez. Uh, I don't know. I think it's. I think it's a pretty good blend of offense, Scott. What do you think here? I think.
2: I think it makes me feel better about my lineup.
0: Oh jeez. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, it's it's just not the kind of build I'm going for this year. Too many non-power bats. Um, and I don't think enough steals to make up for it. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna have that many guys who are gonna fall short of 20 home runs I, I feel like you need to ensure you're gonna be one of the better stolen base teams in the league.
0: how but, many guys do you think are gonna fall short of 20 here let's see probably Sean Murphy uh, I think, uh, forget the catchers yeah I mean, yeah the Colton, Colton Wong m- sure
2: uh, Robbie Grossman Eddie Rosario's borderline Charlie Blackman certainly will. Eddie Rosario, borderline 20 homers. That's borderline. I, I think Luis Arias is borderline too. Yeah, I mean, that's He did fair. more than that's 20 fair. last year, but.
0: All right. So maybe, you know, four guys, four or five guys, something like that, but. Yeah. Uh, all right. But uh, look, I knew you weren't going to like it because like, obviously there's just players there that you just don't like, you know, Francisco Lindor. like a big so. meanie, you put me. No, that's fine. I mean, look, that's, that's, that's over here. We've got to, <laughs> we've got to talk it out, man. This is like, what this do is the I end know? of the podcast. This is like our our therapy what, session. What I so. know even? Really? I mean, the I people They want to hear, they want to hear your opinion, Scott. So that's why we're here. Uh, All right. So the pitching staff, I mentioned, I I drafted two pitchers with my first three picks that included Zach Wheeler and Walker Bueller. Then I got Joe Musgrove as my SP three. I've got Sean Mania as my SP four. I've got uh, Marcus Stroman and Alex Wood as the starting pitchers. And then at closer, I've got Will Smith. I've got Mark Melanson and I've got Ken Giles and, uh, This feels pretty good. I this is a pitching staff I would love to wind up with. I I I think I would also be perfectly fine if I didn't have one of Wheeler or Bueller and I just substituted that for like a mid-round SP two or SP three. maybe if I had another, you know, another power bat in here, I, I would like this a little bit more. But that was the problem. I selected Jose Ramirez with my first pick, and then Manny Machado was my top hitter and You know, I just I didn't want to go third base, third base to start my draft, Um, but maybe I should have reconsidered it. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the pitching staff is strong, so. Yeah, I mean, obviously you paid more for it, so that makes sense. I think it I think it looks good, though.
0: It certainly does. Uh, Scott, is this draft going to be on the site as well? If people want to check it out? Yes, it is. All right. So if you want to find out all the draft results that we spoke about throughout this draft, if you want to find out how Chris Towers team turned out as well, then you could find the draft on the site, cbssports.com slash fantasy slash baseball. We're going to wrap there for Scott and Chris. I am Frank. Thank you all for listening and watching this mock draft edition of Fantasy Baseball today. We'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye.